This is Daniel Caligiuri. Hello from Gelsenkirchen to all the Schalke Americans. Cattucci goes to goal! Oh, that one's special! 18-year-old Cattucci. Got the ball crying out to be attacked. Rabat! What a fantastic hit from Benito Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right folks, officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast worldwide. This is Schalke America and I'm your host Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English speaking fans of the club and get the point of view across and bring you game highlights. Joining me on the show is co-host Jack Mangan. Happy Victory Sunday, Jack. Happy Victory Sunday, Richard. How are you doing, sir? I am doing very well. Uh, it was uh, some game, so I'm actually very excited, very happy uh, to talk about the game. But overall, I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, holiday season. Uh, not looking forward to getting back to work after a week and a half off. But um, yeah, uh, overall, good. How are you, my friend? Had a little bit of a late night last night, so uh, that made for some bleary-eyed viewing this morning watching the game so we'll see how useful i'm going to be on this podcast today i can't guarantee anything but uh good to be back in the saddle with you after that week off for leverkusen and uh good result today absolutely a great result today um before we get to the elf in the room which was Bayer leverkusen from last week uh let's let's talk some good news uh, i mean harit we actually signed him to a long-term deal through 2024 uh how good is it to feel that we signed one of our better players and we're not going to lose him for free. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? So, I mean, right. obviously, him signing another contract doesn't guarantee that he's sticking around necessarily, but it's going to make it a lot harder for us to repeat the mistakes of the past when it comes to uh, players of that of that <clears throat> caliber. So, yeah, Harit tweeted out, I think, early last week, um, I think it was like an hourglass emoji with a blue heart and a dot, 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 and immediately everybody on Twitter was like, oh, contract <laughs> incoming, here we go. Yep. And then the next day, that's exactly what happened. So uh, great to lock him up for a few more years. Uh, I mean, it's hard to imagine that if he was going to make a move at some point, it's hard to imagine that he's going to be doing that um, as late as 2024. I would imagine there's going to be teams coming for him much, much sooner than that. So um, that's nice. It'll, give, it'll guarantee, I think it was like a $60 million release clause or something like that. Um, but anyway, it'll, it'll guarantee that we get a good chunk of cash for him, and that'll be a nice change of pace from Goretzka, Meyer, Kolsinic, Matip, you know, ad nauseum. Keep going, um, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, as, as we've talked about probably more than anything on this podcast. Um, so that's great. But then also he had some nice comments. Um, I forget the exact wording, but basically said something to the effect of, you know, the club has, has stuck with me and believed in me through some really difficult times. So I'm excited to basically repay that trust yeah. and continue to work here, which is uh, really great to see. You love to hear him. Um, come out and say something like that. So yeah, very pleased. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's another player we're not gonna uh, a player we're not gonna lose for free. Uh, someone can lock up long term, and uh, he's one of our better players. So at least to try to build around him for the meantime, uh, that's something we should certainly do. And I, I was ecstatic to see that. Uh, that was some good news uh, coming off of last week's say two one loss to Leverkusen. Leverkusen, we talked about uh, in the past how they're very Jekyll and Hyde. When they're on, they're on. When they're off, they're off. Um, they were on against us, at least for the most part. Elario with two goals there. Uh, Benito Raman, he continued his scoring, uh, which is amazing to say for a striker for Schalke because we haven't said that in a long, long time. Uh, but he continued scoring despite the loss. 
Um, interesting game overall. That game. Um, what were your takeaways from that game? I, you know, I was I was out last week. You know, I was out in Dallas on a trip. Uh, wh- what did you make of that game against Leverkusen? Yeah, well, we we figured that was going to be a tough one uh, on the road at Leverkusen. That was the game that was going to start off that difficult stretch for us um, of Leverkusen, Frankfurt, Wolfsburg, Freiburg um, to finish up the season here. So uh, I don't think anyone was shocked that it was a difficult game for us. We kind of knew that we were maybe in, in store for some some lean weeks, potentially in terms of a point return. Um, yeah, didn't I wasn't super impressed with with us in that game for the most part. Uh, I thought Kabak was was a was a bright spot, um, particularly yeah. that 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 one tackle that was going around um, on on Twitter for quite some time where he was absolutely gassed, but just made this run basically from midfield all the way back into the box and made this incredible diving tackle, which every time he does that, it, you know, my heart goes to my throat, but um, he seems, he seems to have a knack for it. He's, he's made some incredible stops uh, in and around the penalty area since he's, you know, got promoted to the first team and started getting not promoted to the first team, but, you know, inserted into the lineup. Um, So yeah, there was, there was that. And then obviously uh, the, the 20 minutes, of Katuchu, a big Kutuchu. twenty, yeah, a, a big twenty minutes for the free Katuchu movement. He came on. I thought he was fantastic. Yes, um, like just his link-up play was great. I mean, everything he was doing, it seemed to be coming off. It was a massive improvement because Bergstaller had started that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. which I could be wrong about that, but yeah, which was just frustrating too. And so yeah, Katuchu comes on, um, gets the assist to Ramon. Uh, so you love to see that. It just kind of goes to show what we're talking about with him all the time, and um. Maybe a little bit of an error from Weston McKinney on Leverkusen's second goal. Uh, not an error necessarily, but I, I, don't, I think he lost track of his man there in terms of getting in, getting in the way of that passing lane on that play in the box, and uh, maybe could have done a little bit better on that. But once again, I mean, he's not a center back by trade, no, so I, I don't know to what extent you can criticize him for for anything that went on there. But yeah, uh, overall, not the performance we needed. But um, you know, I, I think. I don't think we were outclassed that much against Leverkusen, so I'm not overly concerned about it. Just uh, got to get the uh, the points against them on the return leg. Absolutely, yeah. I, I thought when uh, Ramon was uh, he was looking like he's starting to get gas, but when Katucha came on, he kind of got reignited with them, and the, the link up play with, between both of them uh, certainly proved uh, proved well. And obviously, on the goal and the assist by Katucha, uh good stuff there. But yeah, overall, I mean. Uh, not the result we want, would have wanted. Uh, I mean, a draw would have been better, but um, it is what it is. Uh, do we know? Because I I missed this. Uh, why Nastasa didn't play and, and and McKinney started in that game? Yes. Yeah. So he's still he's still dealing with an injury. So okay. Um, when Stambouli went, who, who was the first one to go down? It was if, I forget if it was today if it was Stambouli, but yeah. um, whenever the second of those people went down, uh, McKinney played one or two games there before Nastasic came in because Nastasic was still recovering from an injury. And then I think he retweaked that same thing. Maybe it was a different injury, but um, that's why McKenney's been back in the lineup the last couple weeks. Yeah, so then that, that that you know, we dropped a little bit on the, in the table, just a couple spots, um, nothing nothing to write home about. We're still in the top half of the table. And we had a big game, big big month coming up ahead, really, with English week uh, upon us. But before that, we had uh, the Frankfurt match. Frankfurt is a, has always been a thorn in our sides. Um, they've been playing very well, especially as of late. Uh, and so this one would be at home at the Veltons Arena. Uh, and going into this one, um, uh, interesting lineups for both teams, really. Um, 
you, you love seeing Ramon out there in the starting lineup again, but we'll go with the with the road team first. Uh, in goal, Ronal, uh then they had a back three of Toure, Hinteregger, and Nadeka. And then midfield, you had Chandler, Toro, Roda, Sao, and Kustic. And then all led by Gasinovic for some of the match <laughs> and Bastos. Um, any big any big threats there going into this match? I mean, it's obviously they play very well together. They don't have the front three like they did in the years past, but overall, this team still finds ways to score goals. Yeah, I think I think Bastos is sometimes a little bit of an underrated player, so he's somebody you got to be aware of. Gasinovic, we've seen him be dangerous uh, on a number of occasions over the last couple seasons. Um, Sebastian Rode is an interesting player, kind of. I think somebody that people expected more of in his career yeah. overall, but um, you know, still a still a solid midfielder. So, um, yeah, just from the American perspective, uh, Timmy Chandler, yeah. who's been kind of off the U.S. men's national team uh, radar for for quite some time, but you know, playing wing back in this one. Yeah, it's always good to see uh, an American lineup, uh, not only in our team but any team really. So, uh, good to see him out there. And then uh, for our lineup, uh, Nubel started the game in goal. Uh, you had uh, back four, Kenny, Kabak, McKinney, uh, and Ochipka. At midfield, you had Mascarell, Serdar, Motondo, Harit, and Kalajiri, all led by Benito Rahman, the inform Rahman, I would, I'm going to call it now. Um, yeah, this, uh, this game uh, was interesting. When the first half, there wasn't much to really talk about, uh, except for a, an injury, which we never like to see an injury, but this one was... Uh, Weston McKinney and I want to say Bas Dos, maybe, uh, went up for a ball. Yeah, it was. And he came down on his shoulder. It, at first, it just looked like he was, just, you know, was injured, but it really was as a, a shoulder injury. He would come off. We would see Juan Miranda for the first time this season. Uh, but yeah, the more troubling news coming after the game that Weston McKinney dislocated his shoulder, and it's possible he had to get have to get surgery after. I didn't I didn't get the full details afterwards, but uh, he did go to hospital and it did say it was dislocated and surgery was possible. I think is what I heard last. Yeah, just a freak play, fifty fifty ball. Uh, McKinney coming in from behind to challenge Bastos, and he gets uh, just sort of his feet knocked out. Kind of gets knocked backwards and lands very awkwardly, dislocates the shoulder. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't think we've had a final prognosis necessarily, but. Uh, the initial reports was that this was going to be more of a long-term one uh, that could see him out for, for quite some time, which is very unfortunate, not just, you know, in general because of, you know, he, he's a he's a good player in the squad, but also particularly because of the center back issues at the moment. Um, now we have three, uh, actually, you know, four, um, if you if you count McKinney, um, that are all injured and out. Basically, Kabak is the only healthy one now. So uh, we may be having to uh, look at promoting somebody from, uh, the youth teams um, yeah. to, to get in there and maybe provide some depth. Hopefully Nastasic is back next next week, um, or actually midweek, I should say, because it's the English Vocal. But, um, yeah, it, dislocations are interesting because I, they're, they're oftentimes an injury that can go a lot of different directions. Like, if, if somebody gets an ACL, I mean, you know what, what that is. That, that's going to be many months of, of, of difficult rehab, usually around nine months before a player can – can make a return unless there's Laton and can do it in six or something. But um, dislocations can be, depending on what kind of damage is done to ligaments around and that sort of thing, it can be, you know, a, a few weeks or it could be, you know, months and months. Um, you know, just the NFL recently, for example, Patrick Mahomes dislocation of the patella in his knee and uh, no serious structural damage around it only missed, I think like maybe three or four games. Right. Um, unfortunately, it sounds like that is not the case with this particular uh, dislocation of the shoulder from McKinney, and he may be out for quite some time. So 
we'll keep tabs on that. Obviously, wishing him um, a speedy recovery. That's a big loss. But uh, next man up. And uh, that next man in this case today was, was Bastion Ochipka sliding over. And I think he actually did a pretty admirable job. So uh, props to him. And then, obviously, they gave us an opportunity, uh, as you said, to see Juan Miranda. And obviously, we would have liked to have that happen in better circumstances. But um, I'm sure the Barcelona board will be <laughs> pleased yeah, yeah. to see him finally doing something for uh, for Schalke. Well, maybe we'll see um, after a Chipka's performance, maybe we'll see more of him at center back because uh, he is the bigger of the two between him and Miranda uh, defenders. So it makes more sense for him to be a center back as opposed to Juan Miranda, the $250 million man or whatever the release clause is with him. Um, okay, we finally see we get to see him this uh, in this game. Um, interesting to see. Uh, he has some moves. He's very slick feet. He looks like he's part of the Barcelona product for sure. Uh, what was your overall assessment of uh, Juan Miranda today? Obviously, in difficult circumstances. Seemed a little bit uncomfortable initially, um, which you can't really blame him for because obviously I don't think he ever really expected to come into this match. Um, so that that all happened very quickly at the early part of the game. But I, I do think he grew into it a little bit and looked much more competent um, towards the end. I'd obviously be interested to see to see more of him uh, going forward before I can really get any sort of serious judgment. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll rewatch the match with an eye specifically on him, but I um, thought he was okay. He didn't, I don't think he blew anyone away though. No. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, the, the score would go to halftime zero, zero, you know, it was some chances both ways, but really nothing really to write home about uh, the action really picked up in the second half and, and in the 53rd minute in particular, uh, the man in form, our striker. We asked we have a striker in form. Benito Raman would score a goal in the 53rd minute, assisted by Amin Harit, the uh, newly extended Amin Harit. one uh, nothing to Schalke. Raman, it just seems like anything he touches now is go as gold. Uh, and, of course, it's, it's Harit who sets him up. Uh, this guy's been setting everybody up this year. But uh, overall, uh, nice to see Schalke get off to the league, especially those two combining together. Yeah, it's a nice ball in behind. Uh, Harit uh, kind of back and down. It was kind of a two two v one, um, and uh, ultimately Harit kind of side foot slips the pass into Raman, who's making that that parallel run off the left hand side, and um, ended up being a real nice finish. Uh, Harit, I mean, uh, sorry, Raman took like a maybe one more touch than I was expecting him to, but had sort of a a nice ball curling towards the uh, the far post. Did really well to finish that. So uh, yeah, I think everyone's been very pleased with. With him of late, uh, you know, I was very critical of him early in the season, but I also said that, you know, he's a guy that we have to give time to settle. Um, and uh, I think he's certainly been earning his minutes recently and, and starting to score pretty consistently, which is which is awesome. We, we've desperately we've desperately needed that. I don't, I don't know if he is, you know, the answer. And like I, I think we should still potentially pursue getting somebody else. Up there, or just give Katucci more minutes. Um, <laughs> either way, but uh, so I mean that, that that could still be obviously a point of emphasis in the transfer market, and then we've been, we've been hearing rumors to that extent that Schalke are um, looking at bringing somebody in. But uh, at least for the time being, Ramon has has stepped up and started to be uh, a very important contributor up there. So that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and um, things started getting more uh, physical in the second half. Uh, both teams committing a lot of fouls in this game. It's, it's a tight game. Uh, two fairly evenly matched teams. Uh, you know, Shaka did did very well possession-wise, um, in appearance at least. Uh, overall, it's 50-50, I believe it was. But, um, yeah, 15 fouls for Shaka, 12 for, for Frankfurt. Uh, and things will only get <laughs> crazier. Uh, in the 66th minute, uh, a ball, a pass far out to Gasinovic, uh, and 
he was probably between the the goalie box and midfield, a good you know forty forty five meters out. And Nubel comes out of nowhere, uh, goes for the ball. They both go to the ball. Karate kicks him. Looks like in live play. Uh, Gasinovich goes down. Uh, obviously, you know it's going to be a red card immediately. They show the replay and spikes up in the chest, not in the face as we initially thought, but I mean his knee took him in the face. I mean it was it's a big guy. Nubel's a big guy. Gasinovich is a tiny guy. It was never going to end well for Gasinovich, uh, but it looked really ugly in the replay. It's a shocking challenge. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. You can't, you can't make an excuse for that. It, it's, it's dangerous. It's reckless. I'm not saying there's necessarily intent there to, to injure somebody, but uh, he just completely lost his head. I mean, the, as you said, the spikes are up. His leg is super high. It's into the chest of Kucinovich. He may have made contact with his face with his knee. Um, yeah, it just comes flying out and just. You got two people sprinting at each other from opposite directions. And then you have that kind of you know aerial collision. Um, Gasinovich is very lucky to have walked away from that in the shape that he did. Um, that could have been much more severe in terms of an injury to him. So fortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nubel, what are you doing, man? So uh, yeah, I mean, red card came out immediately, deservedly so. Absolutely no complaints. And uh, we very well could be looking at uh, Marcus Schubert for quite some time i i think i think looking at that that challenge i think nubel's gonna get a minimum of three games which would put him you know into the the rook render before we see him again could be as many as five i mean it was it was it was that bad it was it was pretty pretty horrific so uh we'll have to wait and see what the what the league says about that but yikes yeah, it was. It certainly was not pretty. Uh, you, you hope that Gasinovich came out immediately after that. Uh, you, you feared, obviously, it's a concussion. Uh, standard protocol. He didn't look like he was all there. I mean, a big guy, six foot four, running you over, uh, knee to the face. It doesn't. It, it doesn't end well there. So you know, hopefully, he does, he he heals up better. But yeah, Nubel. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking uh, with the spikes up. I mean, yeah, I, I get when you try to go for the ball, but. Man, that that was a that was a dangerous play there, and I agree with you. It's th- it's three games minimum, I think. Um, first offense or not. Um, luckily, we have Schubert in the in the on the bench there, uh, who's more than capable of of stepping in to, to fill the void. Um, and you saw the embrace after the game, you know, with uh, with Schubert and um, and Wagner. So obviously, he's going to rely on him heavily here. And we also there's always there's also the thing about the the unknown in the air, right? We don't know what's what's up with the what's up with his contract situation coming up in January. You know, he could be a free transfer to you know Bayern or whomever. That's what the rumors are. We'll see. Um, we'd love for him to stay, but you know, if he were to go, at least we'll get an early look here at Schubert uh, going forward. At least for the next three games, possibly longer. Uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, luckily we didn't. You know, it's we we we've been talking on the show about how Wagner doesn't use his substitutions, right? Uh, and we're lucky this time he did not. If it was Tedesco, we might not have a substitution available. Um, but you know, we had we had plenty of substitutes available. Still two left, and so Schubert came in for for Nubel. Uh, Gasinovich would obviously come out. Um, and so yeah, the game continued to be physical. You wondered if the referee was going to lose uh, lose uh, lose the game at any point. But Schalke down to ten men now. Harit had to be the one to sacrifice uh, for Schubert coming in. And yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough last stretch of the game, uh, Jack. Uh, really, the last 30 minutes, you know, 
because uh, we had seven minutes at a time. Schalke bearing down, um, had some good spells of, of possession despite being down t- to 10 men. Um, but Frankfurt, they, they tried to bring it, try to get some goals. Uh, Schalke did hang on. Um, I, I know you were wincing at, at not only from the, the night before, but uh, how 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 difficult this game was looking uh, with you know one down, one guy down, uh, and Frankfurt really pushing pushing the pushing the middle. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. I I feel like Frankfurt this season uh, is a team that we should be able to take advantage of, given how well we've been playing. This is a little bit of a down year for them. I mean, they did advance in the Europa League, but uh, they're sitting a little bit below mid-table at the moment. And um, yeah, this was just one of those things where we have a kind of a tentative grasp on the game, and then Nubel comes out and just does something you know, insane. And then suddenly you're a man down and you're like, wow, are we going to end up losing this thing or letting this thing slip away when we should definitely get the three points here? Just be like one more missed opportunity. Um, that I think we really needed to avoid given dropping points in labor cues. And so, um, yeah, it was a, it was a nervy, nervy end of the match for sure. But I think we actually defended it really well. I don't think there were many clear cut opportunities for Frankfurt, despite the man advantage. And actually, I think, I think some of the better opportunities, uh, post Nubel red card actually came from Schalke on the counter. Yeah, um, yeah, they were playing with a lot of freedom and everything. Like you know, really advancing up there. Matondo had some some great runs forward and everything. So uh, you know, there was there was almost some periods of times where Schalke got the second. Um, Bergstaller ends up getting substituted in, which honestly I was completely fine with because I've said this before. This is exactly the kind of situation which I I would encourage Bergstaller yes. to come on. Yes, because you need someone to just go in there and just disrupt the hell out of things to help you know deal with that man advantage and Bergstar was going to be that pesky guy down there is going to run his ass off and just kind of hold on to the ball and, and draw people in. And, you know, he had some, he had some actually some slick play um, in the final third. Uh, at, at one point he uh, hits the post from deep. Oh, yeah. Um, we thought that was going to be his first goal of the season. Of course it, it isn't because it hits the post in, in, in Bergstaller <laughs> fashion, but um, thought he acquitted himself fairly well in that cameo today. And uh we somehow managed to get out, get out of this one with with all three points, which was which was huge. It, it certainly was, and I agree with you. That that's a perfect opportunity for that's a perfect situation to have Brooksteller enter the game because he can really hold on to the ball and and feed it to the to teammates. I thought him, uh, Matando, and Juan Miranda working really well together in the left left corner uh, throughout the end of the game, really trying to hold up uh, waste time as best as they could. Um, there was one funny moment where uh, Caligiri threw the ball into uh, Brooksteller. I think right when Berksler came on, and Caligiri is thinking Berksler is just going to hold on to the ball and go to the corner. Berksler going to thought he was going to pass to Caligiri. Caligiri just walks away when he passes to him, and then they're like looking at each other like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Uh, which I thought was funny, but uh, he he certainly acquitted himself as you said uh, throughout this game with his hard work. Uh, nothing, nothing. We would expect nothing less from him in, in that regard. So um, good game overall. Um, you know, someone who I'm growing more and more confident in being our. Uh, center back going forward is Ozan Kabak. Uh, he continues to impress not only defensively, but also offensively. He's shown some glimpses kind of like Sané has uh, this past couple of seasons, uh, bringing the ball up the pitch and, and trying to create some opportunities uh, with his feet too. So um, some good signs from Kabak. He's, he's starting to look like the potential that we were looking, hoping for when we signed him. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more impressed with this guy the more I see him. How about you? Yeah, he's he's been very good. And we talked about it the other episode, like, you know, not just 
not just defensively, but going forward. Um, and there's actually a couple moments in this one where he had some marauding runs where he was on the ball and, and drove all the way yeah. into the final third and ended up taking a shot. It's like a um, play. Yeah, I, th- I think one of those was, you know, it was very much a, a center back's finish. Um, and maybe could have <laughs> maybe could have laid it off, but um, he, he's contributed going forward. I mean, not just on the ends of stuff with with the headed goals that he's had on on set pieces, but um, he's made some nice passes that have sprung some some moves. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's he, he seems to be a pretty well rounded player, and um, very pleased with that signing because I know there were some bigger clubs that were interested in his signature that we that we beat out. Um, so yeah, hopefully he stays healthy as well. Knock on wood. Um, we need to have another injury in in the back line, but he looks to be very promising, and I'm 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 thrilled. Uh, overall, the back line I was really impressed with in this game, especially at the end when uh, Eintracht was bringing it. Uh, you know, from Kenny to Kabak to Chipka to Miranda. Oh, and overall with the midfielders, I thought they did very well. To yeah, they gave him opportunity to come in, but anytime the ball came in the box, it was just cleared out immediately. Uh, it was not, there was there was a couple you know moments where of trepidation, but. Overall, I think the team did very well. Just keep clearing it out constantly, and they look very confident back there uh, in defense. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I, like I said, I, even going a man down, um, it I wasn't. It, it, it was a nervy finish, but I, I don't think that Frankfurt did all that much for the most part. Um, so they 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 did well. They did well in this one, and that's uh, we got to keep that going. We didn't see much uh, of uh, Mr. Schubert, but um, how how did you feel with him? I thought you know the first the first ball that he caught, I felt more comfortable because I wasn't sure well, how yeah, he was going to react. That was funny, just because it's it's very much a routine play yes. that <laughs> any goalkeeper makes a number of times throughout a match. But because it was Schubert's first Bundesliga appearance, I mean the entire crowd was cheering. Um, I mean I, I felt it at home, you know, through my hungover, <laughs> uh, you know, like the whole hangover, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, just he made that first catch, and everyone was like, "Yeah, let's go!" Like Schubert's in the game; he got it, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see that. Um, you know, and here's the thing: like the whole Nubel saga, the, Schubert is 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 a good prospect. So losing Nubel is not the end of the world. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that um, want to hold on to him, and I, I can't blame them for for feeling that way. But we're we have another signing that. Uh, you know, it, it figures to become a solid goalkeeper in his own right. So I actually don't think this is a bad thing, this Nubel injury. I mean, uh, red card, I should say. Um, it's going to give us an opportunity to get a good look at him uh, through this suspension. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll impress. And, and, and maybe he looks good enough where uh, the, the whole contract situation comes to a conclusion maybe faster than otherwise might if, if one of the other parties kind of makes a move on it based on his play. Who knows? Yeah, we could have another situation where, like, uh, last uh, how Nubel played his way into the first team in the, in the first place, right? Yeah, the guy goes out to miss some games because of injury in this situation, and then uh, he plays well and then takes a spot. So maybe that happens to Schubert. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Um, it's going to be. Let me ask you this. Yes. If you must. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel as though there's this sense that Nubel is this, like, up and coming prodigy or something. Nubel is Nubel is not a bad goalkeeper, and you, you would think he's going to continue to get better. But he's he's pretty average. Do, I mean, do you disagree with that? So the, the reason for all this hype is because it's you know Neuer came out of Schalke, and and they play very similar in the sense that they can they can distribute the ball and this and that. Um, Neuer, 
you know, if you're comparing the two of them, just because they both came from the same same academy, uh, Nubel Nubel is while he's a tall goalkeeper, he's not. A, Snoyer looked like he's more filled out. Like he looked like he had a man's body at that same age, um, compared to Nubel. Um, Nubel's Nubel's distribution is very good. Not great. It's very good. It's not Ederson or anything like that, um, or Ter Stegen, but it's it's very good. Um, his reactions are very good, but I think you know overall, yeah, it's just uh, uh, I would say above average goalkeeper because um, there's some plays you're like, why did he do that? Like in the Leverkusen game, and the first goal, he misjudges a, an air ball that you sh- every goalie should get with their hand no matter what if you're going for it, and he completely mis- misjudges it, and Alario just gets an easy tap in goal, um, stuff like that. You're like, well, what are you doing? So. Uh, I I I agree with you. Uh, I I think he's just an above average at the moment, um, but he's young still. I mean, most most goalkeepers when they're in their prime, they're probably not until their thirties when they're really in their prime, right? So I I just feel like there, there's a lot of comparisons being made between like the Goretzka contract saga and the Nubel contract saga. No, in, yeah. in my opinion, these are not even remotely comparable situations in no. terms of how important it is for us to retain the services of that individual. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to disrespect him and I'm like I feel I feel totally confident with Nubel and goal like I don't go into matches being like oh god I hope like they don't get too many shots on goal like Nubel's made some big saves this season he's a good goalkeeper um and yeah I would not be upset if we held on to him but I don't, I don't think it's it's just vital to the sense that some of our other ones have been in the past and uh you know if Schubert is as good as he's supposed to be um yeah, I mean, this isn't this is this is not something to be concerned about. I'm much more concerned about the center back situation than than the uh, the insertion of, of of Schubert into the starting eleven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we had a we obviously when we were losing Goretzka, we really didn't have anyone who could really fill his his boots. Really, um, we know the Max Meyer situation was already deteriorating. Um, Goretzka was a player who could jump into any team, you know, in the starting eleven. Uh, obviously, he did with Bayern. Um, Nubel, there's no guarantee he's going to start and start immediately with Bayern. I mean, Neuer's still ahead of him, even the, even if he's on a decline. Um, and we got Schubert. Schubert's more than more than capable of, of filling in his shoes. Now, if he was making you know crazy performances game in and game out, you know shutouts here, shutouts there, uh, literally winning us games, it'd be a different story. But it's not. It's just like I like you. I feel very confident with him in goal, but it's not. We have you know we have capable uh, capable backups there and Schubert being being the one that and you know, if he were to go uh, unfortunately I would be more than happy with Schubert there because uh, Schubert looks like uh, he has every bit of a talent as as Nubel we don't know about distribution wise yet but um, as far as gameplay goes yeah he it would he would do the job if not better yeah I agree uh, Mascarell um, very quiet game, but I think it was a solid game overall. I mean, unless you saw something that I missed, um, I had kids running all over me this afternoon. But uh, I thought Muscarello, he he's continued to do, he does the job. Uh, he you know he defensively he helps out, offensively he you know, helps distribute the ball as a link of play from the you know the defense to the attack. Um, no bad words for me for Muscarello. I thought overall another good performance by him, especially considering the situation being now one one man. Yeah, you know what? I have to go back and, and take another look to see how he really did. Like I said, I was, um, I think my, I was a little bit impaired today in terms of me being able to like really focus <laughs> and, and analyze anything. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would say what I've said before, which is that I think he is arguably um, the most improved player on the team this season. Because uh, I don't think we were feeling particularly confident about that signing uh, after his performances last year, whereas somebody like Stewart Serdar kind of came on in the second half of the year. 
And so we were starting to see what he was what he was capable of and the player that he was supposed to be. I don't think we really saw that at all from Omar Mascarell. And I think, yeah, he's he's been uh he's been excellent under David Wagner. Um and uh I think he's been deserving of his of his place there. He's not he's he's not incredible, he but he's just been he's been rock solid. He's been totally adequate for what he's supposed to be doing. And um yeah, I, I mean I, I see him in the starting lineup and I, I feel good about that when I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is gonna be um it's important that we got that win today because uh, it's a big week, English week, English Bocha, uh this week. So um, two big games, two key games with two top ten teams. Uh, it's going to be very tight. It'll be you will really know where we're at after these two games. Um, we got uh, Wolfsburg coming up on Wednesday, and then on Saturday to round out the, the first half of the season is against Freiburg. Um, we're going to bring a uh, friend of the show, most caps in, uh, in our history, uh, Marie back onto the show, uh, to help us out with that one. But yeah, it's a big week. Um, Wolfsburg just had a big win. Did, did they beat, they beat Gladbach, didn't they? This weekend? Yes. Wolfsburg beat Gladbach. Um, Freiburg also dropping points, which was huge. So, uh, and Leverkusen. So there, there was three different results that really went our way. Um, so we're, we're sitting in fourth place now, uh, one behind, Rivals Dortmund won ahead of, of Bayern Munich. But, yeah, uh, Freiburg and Leverkusen both sitting there at, at 25 points. Um, so that was that was massive because they could have been level with us if not for those those losses this week. Yeah, so you look at the table, uh, Leipzig is leading the league at 33 points now. Then two points behind them are Gladbach. Uh, Dortmund are in third with 29. We're at 28 and, and uh, Bayern at 27. So yeah, Wolfsburg's currently in eighth place at uh, uh, 23 points, and Freiburg is in sixth with 25. It's going to be a um, two difficult matches. I mean, they're you know, a couple of days apart, uh, all three games really. Um, what are you expecting, you know, prediction-wise aside? What are you looking forward to seeing in the next couple in the next two games? Are you looking to see a consistent lineup, a rotation? Um, Building on the performances, what are you looking for in these two games? Well, there may have to be some rotation because I think the last two games in particular were, were very draining. I mean, that, that Leverkusen game was kind of end-to-end. And, I mean, you saw – we talked about the Kabak in particular on that one run, but I think there was a lot of Schalke players that were noticeably gassed at the end of that one. And then, of course, you go into this match, which is an extremely physical match against Frankfurt where you're playing a man down for a significant part of the second half. Um, you know, there would not be surprised if there were some very tired legs out there. Unfortunately, I don't think this is a period of the schedule in terms of the the caliber of opponent where it's probably a good idea to to rotate all that much. Um, we kind of just have to grind this out, I think, until the winter pause, and, and and hopefully we can, you know, do okay. But uh, I, I'm just fingers crossed that we don't suffer any more injuries and that we're able to get through this. Um, I would be looking for maybe an appearance of Katuchu or another appearance of Robbie Matondo. I think those are um, good guys to rotate in, although obviously I'm, I'm totally fine with, with Benito Ramon. I think if you were going to rotate somebody, I think maybe one of those guys. Um, there's not a lot of rotation that I think can happen on the when it comes to the back line. We're just kind of stuck with what that is. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like who else would be we'd even like put in. There's been some people on the old uh, the old Twitter machine that have been calling for uh, Nabil Bentaleb. Yeah, I saw the to poll. get promoted back to uh, the first team from his. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I have. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I would love the opportunity to talk to Bentaleb 
and to hear his side of the story for what went down last year. And for those who are listening and don't understand what we're referencing, uh, in case you're a new listener here or whatever, um, obviously in the midst of that very troubling campaign, there were some disciplinary issues and, and other things that ultimately caused him to be um, sort of like indefinitely suspended near the, near the end of the season. And uh, he's since um, been playing with the U23s. He suffered an injury. It looked like he was actually going to be maybe making a transfer to Werder Bremen or some other club. He was looking for a way out. Um, but unfortunately, he's still kind of stuck here for the time being. Um, and that was always the frustrating thing with him was that I think on his day, he was our most talented midfielder. Um, I don't think that's true with Harit playing the way Harit's playing right now. But I think, you know, Peak Bentaleb is a is a excellent, excellent player. Um and so there was always kind of that that sense of like, ah oh, man, if we could just get him to uh be consistent and be focused and locked in and be professional, um, this could be a really good guy for the squad. So I understand why some people are kind of holding on to that. Uh and like I said, I, I would I would love to hear his side of the story, but based on what we've seen, I, I find that to be um extremely unlikely that that kind of a thing would occur. And I also just don't know if that's the best thing for the squad. David Wagner seems to have the squad in, in a very good space. And I don't think, you know, you need to maybe introduce that personality back into the situation. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, the whole thing kind of really started with uh, Shaka Daly uh, posting a bunch of comments that Nabil made this week uh, in regards to that situation. And then, and then the poll went out by, I don't know who put the poll out. Uh, one of the, one of the, one of the passionate fans, obviously asking, would you take him back? Yes or no. Um, uh, you know, friend of the show, he, he retweeted our show, uh, retweeted our, our comment, uh, Nabil Bentaleb did. Um, so I've always liked him. I, I agree with you. He's, you know, other than Harit, he's probably got the most talent, most skill on, on the team uh, currently. Uh, and, and you know, you'd love to see what him and Harit could do when they're both, you know, playing consistently well. We had we saw some glimpses of it in the past, but um, a couple of years ago, but uh, nothing really consistent, like you said. And so, um as much as talented he was and how much as much as he would help our team with the skill that he has i don't know if it would cause more harm than good to bring him back in the in the locker room um with the team uh yes you want his skill set but uh if he's going to cause a, a a riff in the room like there was in the past whether it's his fault or not or whatever i don't know the whole story like i said i would love like you said i would love to hear his side of the story to hear what happened but uh, we just can go off what we hear in the rumors and you know, there was a rift in the room with some players and, and that kind of divided their locker room up. And we don't want that now because they're playing so well. Uh, Wagner's really got them, you know, uh, the camaraderie, the team spirit all together now. Um, so, so good. So you don't want to mess with that. And um, I would probably begrudgingly say that I would not want him back in, on the first team just because uh, just, you know, we, we tried it with him and it didn't work out. And, you know, Hopefully he does really well wherever he goes, and just let him let him go somewhere in January. Don't let him sit on the let him brought away. Let his town let him play somewhere else. Yeah, I, I would not an arrival. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. That's the main thing. I think if Schalke have no plans to to reintegrate him, then they need to do right by the player and his career, and get him out of here and find him somewhere else to go. I I, I mean I know that that was sort of postponed because of the injury, which is why that move didn't happen. But I, I severely hope since well, severely sincerely hope that they're not. Um, being punitive in the sense that they're not letting him progress back to the first team and they're not trying to actively help him um, land somewhere else. They definitely need to let him move on if that's what he wants to do. Um, I, th I think the bottom line is, is trust is just a really difficult thing to to build up. It takes a long time to build up, but it can be broken down very quickly. Um, and, you know, in in the middle of what was a very 
you know, crisis filled season. Uh, like I said, would love to hear his side of the story, but it, it appears as though he's somebody that really couldn't be counted on. And I think the difference between somebody like him and Harit is that whatever issues Harit was having seemed to be more, you know, personal issues that were affecting things on the pitch. And also, you know, maybe some of his, you know, it, the way he was approaching his job where Ben Tolivet seemed to just be a lack of professionalism and maybe like a hothead and some other things. So I don't know. Some of this is speculation on my part, but um, I think that's why you saw Harit get reintegrated with David Wagner and, and Ben Taleb not go the same direction was I think they were kind of in different situations in terms of what was the reason for them not being um, selected and not being around the first team at the end of the season. So I don't know, something, something to keep an eye on. Um, obviously we wish Nabil Bentaleb the best. Um, he's still a young player with a, with a really bright future, I think ahead of him in, in, in the sport. And uh, if it's not in a Royal blue kit, um, I think we wish him the best wherever it is, as long as it's not Dortmund. Yep, exactly. Or Bayern. Uh, but uh, either way, especially in the Dortmund. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we got the English week coming up and uh, Marie coming on next week. It'd be good to have her back on the show. It's been a while. She's been, she was on Talking Football recently, Talking Shaka, Talking Freak Tuchu. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Marie for getting the Freak Tuchu conversation on, on Talking Foosball, which is a program that I've listened to and loved for, for many, many years. So that was great that they had a little conversation on a, uh, Bergstaller and Katichu on that program. Uh, you love to see the the free Katichu hashtag continuing to uh, to spread. That's right. Give that episode a listen. Give them a follow as well. Talking foosball, good guys there. We've uh, I've been on Matt Herman's show before too. He's a great guy. So uh, definitely give him uh, give that show a follow and a like. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with this game or this week coming up? Is there anything more fun to say than English Shavaka? I mean, that is like one of my favorite words. I just, I just love saying that. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Anyway, yeah. It's fun when it ends well, right? <laughs> it's not fun when those games take place during the workday on like a Wednesday or something, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, a good week to have it, I guess. It uh, should be an easier week before the, the holiday week. So Absolutely. then we get a month off from games, Jack. That's going to be uh, difficult for us. What are we going to do? Uh, mid-season awards will do for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be just a, a downtime for all of us uh, and the players in particular so they can rest up and get ready for the, the big rush coming up in the second half of the season, um, especially with, this, with that gauntlet to start. So, uh, yeah. Um, Maybe we'll take a road trip and uh, say hi to our friends at NBC4 Nashville. Who knows? Yeah, NBC4 Nashville. I'm, I, I know they're begging us for to come there and say hi to them. Huh? Yeah. All the support that they've given us. So. For sure. <laughs> If you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka U.S. newsletter. Um, it, it gets sent to you monthly via email. It's easy to sign up. It's free. And it's the holiday season. Uh, it's ugly sweater season. I got mine from last year. Jack, are you going to get one this year from the Shaka store? Oh, that's tempting. It is. That's, that's really tempting. I, d- I did enjoy the Bergstaller video last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to unveil that whole situation. Um I might have to pull the trigger on that. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep you posted. I saw. I didn't buy. So I bought the sweater last year, but I did not get the hat. And I, I was watching the game this weekend, and someone was wearing the hat of the sweater I had. So I was like, oh, I should have got the whole combo. It'd been, it'd have been great. But uh, yeah, we'll see what this year's uh, sweater looks like. Uh, and yeah, I got. I definitely got to buy some stuff. I got to buy the the O four hat that uh, Wagner wears all the time. I think you have it as well, right? The blue. I the blue don't, no, hat? I don't. I I have a hat that looks kind of similar to that, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I like that one. 
Okay, yeah. So, Shaka US store needs to uh, start getting more hats on there so I can get some stuff. I love me some hats. So, but that, it'll be a scarf or I definitely want a kit. I think a, a Katucho kit is in the making here. Need to get one. We got to get huh? some free Katucho merch going. We got some podcast merch going. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, I think we should do that for sure. Get that free Katucho going out in the stratosphere there even more so than it already is, right? Absolutely. Uh, very good. Well, keep tuning in each week as we will bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. We want to thank Shaka and Fox Soccer for providing tidbits on our podcast today. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss, send us a tweet at Shalk America. Well, once again, we're going to give a nice shout-out to our good friends, dear friends at NBC4 Nashville. Uh, maybe we will come pay homage to you guys uh, during the break. Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? J.M. Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Ah, and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. You can find me on Twitter as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, we are wrapping this up in under an hour. Hey, look at that. To get into the English vocal in a good way, uh, a win in a short podcast. Well, folks, until the next podcast comes, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Shoes.